not. All right, what's up, guys? I'm Ethan. I'm with my co-host Nick, and we have a special guest today, and Warren Jackson, Akron, sorry, best player that they've had in a while, and last year's NIC Player of the Year. Warren, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Nick, what do we have today? What are we going over? Uh, we're going over our, um, some of our uh, most anticipated games so far in the NCAA, going through some of our favorite rookies so far, and, you know, just kind of giving everybody a little bit of a recap of what's been going on as far as, like, the past week in uh, Division One. All right. You want to get started with the interview or should I? You go first. Yeah, you can go ahead and go first. All right, then. Uh, how do you think that your production as well as Akron's production is going to be this year? Uh, I mean, I think we're so far we've been practicing pretty well, so I think we're doing pretty well. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, every day is a new day, so every day is a different challenge. So we can see how it goes. Uh, so Lauren, um, I've been obviously I told you before we started. Um, I've been um, doing a lot of film on you like the past like two weeks or so, and I'm really impressed. Um, I see I see that you really like started taking command this past season, um, just upping your scoring, your field goal percentage and everything. It seemed like you really had control of the game. So what did you do in the offseason of 2019 to really be able to elevate your game this past season? Uh, just putting in work. It's just everyday thing, just having more confidence in my abilities and my game. Uh, and a big part of that was my teammates. They helped me. They instilled that confidence in me, knowing, uh, knowing that they believed in me, put that confidence in me as well. Just – uh, you have a trust from your teammates when they tell you, like, shoot that shot or play your game, then you, you tend to do that. Uh, how do you think that Akron's going to do this year? Do you think you guys can make uh, the tournament? Do you think you can come out of the MAC and score number one seed there? Yeah, I think we have a good enough team to uh, make the tournament, have a good enough team to be as just as good as we were last year. It's all up to us to make sure that we can uh, we do that and make sure our chemistry stays together and make sure that we play together at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah, most definitely. How do you feel like you can um, do better as a leader going into the season, like as far as like, you know, really getting your teammates involved and really kind of like keep the flow of the offense as far as ball movement and execution? Uh, just honestly, just playing, playing my game and just being confident. At the end of the day, I have to be aggressive and I have to just play my game and being comfortable. Just And we do that through practice as well, just learning from each other and playing off each other. So uh, once the game starts, uh, we'll be able to see what guys are uh, capable because it's a little bit different when the lights turn on. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know, yeah. What was like the entire transferring process like in Long Beach State? Uh, the process wasn't that bad for me. A lot of people have a tough time with uh, transferring and things like that. But uh, fortunately, uh, Coach Gross and his staff were just coming into Akron from Illinois, and uh, I was pretty uh, on top of their list. And I took a visit there. I liked it. And I was just like, all right, I'm coming here. Didn't take any other visits. Didn't talk to any other schools. Sounds like a fun practice. Like, that sounds good because I've heard a lot of stories of how it takes, like, months at a time to get yeah. it. Have you had a lot of time of um, kind of working out through the offseason, like, even with the whole pandemic? Yeah. Uh, my dad has it. Has a gym. He has, he owns a prep school called Victory Rock Prep in Florida. So I was able to go down there and just uh, train with those guys and just work out. And uh, that's something I do every summer. So it's nothing new to me. Uh, we have our own private gym, so I do things like that. So I was able to continue the work that I've been putting in to get better. Uh, speaking of prep schools, uh, there's a player at Ohio named Jason Preston. Are you excited to play against him this year? Because it looks like he's improved a lot. Oh, most definitely. I mean, he's the same player as he was last year. Uh, he's definitely gotten better. He's definitely improved on his game, but he's also he's just getting the notoriety that he deserves. Uh, he's a good player. I'm just excited to uh, match up with him on December 22nd. I'm excited to watch that game. All season 
All right, so obviously, I mean, you guys are still um, anticipating y'all's um, first game of the year. So, um, have you been watching a lot of the um, NCAA over the past week? And like, who do you, who have you been like really impressed with, as far uh, as like a team or a favorite I, player or whatever? Yeah, I watch, I watch a lot of basketball. So I've been watching pretty much everybody. I've watched almost every game that any team in the MAC has played. But uh, uh, Gonzaga is playing right now, and they're pretty good. They look really good. Uh, my one of my good friends plays on Baylor, so uh, I'm rooting for them most definitely. So, but play, we would love to play them. So at the end of the day, it's it's all about Akron basketball. Yeah. I got my Illini on right now, so I'm really hoping your friend loses tonight. But it'll be a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been preparing for Cedarville? Uh, we haven't even started preparing for them yet, but uh, you usually start that start that around like two, three days before. So uh, I'm gonna start watching film probably uh, Wednesday. No, not Wednesday. Probably probably like Saturday. I'll start watching like old synergy clips of their guard and stuff like that, and try to learn tendencies. We played them my first year playing, so. Uh, they're definitely a pretty good Division II team, so uh, we can't take them lightly. All right, so I'm going to ask this question. Where do you feel like you, like, kind of differentiate from um, all of the rest of the um, top players in your conference or even as far as, like, basketball in general? Uh, I think I have a pretty, uh, pretty good basketball IQ. I've been around this game for a long time. My father's a coach. Uh, so – I think the game at a different level, and I think that uh, gives me advantage certain times. So uh, I think that's what gives me an advantage from other teams. Obviously, my height uh, kind of gives me at a disadvantage, but at the same time, I use it as an advantage. It's a fact. And then, uh, all right, uh, I have a question about your recruiting process. Like, what other schools were interested in you at Long Beach I had a lot of schools that were interested in me, but uh, Oklahoma State had offered me, uh, like, they offered me in the summer, and a lot of schools backed off because they were like, he's going there. So uh, I took a visit to Oklahoma State. It didn't seem like the right fit for me. So uh, I ended up choosing Long Beach State because they stay consistent in their team and they didn't back off when I took my visit to uh, Oklahoma State. All right, well, um, I'm gonna ask you this: since you're pretty much a point guard, what is what was your like top five point guards like that you watched growing up and you like kind of emulated the, your game from? Isaiah Thomas, not uh, the Boston Celtics one, Troy Pistons, Zeke. Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, uh, Ray John Rondo, Bob Cousy, Kenny Anderson. There was like, there's just so many point guards. Mark Jackson, there's like so many point guards that's, that go unnoticed. Mark Price, John Stockton, just guys like that. I, I watched pretty much everybody just trying to learn something from anybody I could. And uh, watching those guys, you you kind of just steal different moves that they that uh, work for them. And definitely growing up with my dad, like we watch a lot of different uh, older guys as well. And dude, a student of the game, bro. I like it. Yeah. Uh, is there one specific team on the schedule right now that you really want to play? Like for a revenge game? Or just is your friend on the team? Pretty much everybody. I want to play OU. I want to play Buffalo. I want to play Toledo. Uh, Kent State. Everybody on that list. Everybody in the MAC. Because, in my opinion, they don't think that we can be as good as we were last year. So, it's a, it's our job to prove it. And they probably don't think that I'll I will be as good as I was last year. So, definitely excited to play against those guys. My preseason predictions. I think I had you guys coming out of the MAC. So. I hope you prove me right. Yeah, hopefully so. You guys feel like y'all the team to beat in the um, conference? Uh, most definitely, I feel like we're the team to beat just because of what we did last year. So teams are going to give us uh, their best shot every game, trying to get revenge. And at the end of the day, we have to be prepared and ready to play. 
Uh, any advice for like players that are growing up? Any like shorter guys, guards? Try to at all. Uh, just stay the course and trust the process. Uh, just believe in yourself at all times. Uh, at the end of the day, only you can control what uh, you put on put forth. So just stay in the course and just working hard. Just keep continuing to get better every day. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty good, Ethan. You got any more? Any more? Anything else you want to ask me? No, I don't. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. No problem. Good luck this year. Yeah, thank you. For sure. All right. Next up, how about we review? Let's review some of the prior games that we both have enjoyed so far in this amazing, but really interesting season. But want to start with some of today's games? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna start with today's games. Um, if I had to say like some of my favorite games, it's so, it's so tough because I mean, even though I was like, you know, we we really anticipated this this season to come about, especially with the whole pandemic. We didn't know a lot of people didn't really know if we were even going to get a college season. So just for, just for the, um, just for everything to come this far and every, and we're getting some of the best basketball. I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of the most amazing things right now, but um, I like what I saw. I like what I saw a few days ago from Stanford when they, uh, when they beat Alabama, I thought Zaire Williams had a really solid game, you know, knocking down jump shots early in the game and just kind of staying the course, you know, creating his own opportunities. Um, I like that game. Um, obviously, I like the I like last night's game between uh, Kansas and Kentucky. Even though I did think that Kentucky was going to pull it out, but he, I mean, you you can just tell that you know this is a group of young guys that still need uh, a little bit more time together. Because I mean, they got off to a to a strong start, but then you could tell like midway through the game they were kind of having some um, some issues on both ends of the floor. And then that and then that's when um, that's when Kansas really took advantage. It really started like you know. Elevating our game defensively, you know, executing our offense and just, you know, getting getting um, good quality shots. And that's why they were able to really take control in the second half. And then also possibly another game I really like. Um, I, I didn't actually watch the game, but I went back and um, watched film on it. I watched I liked what um, Richmond did against Kentucky. I mean, I don't think a lot of people really. That was a great game. Yeah, it, it was a pretty good game. Um, and it's crazy because Kentucky out-rebounded them by 23, but, you know, just bad turnovers, you know, not not converting at the free throw line was really what um what caused Kentucky that game. And, you know, I mean, in, like I said earlier, I mean, there, there, there's obviously some um some chemistry um things that need to be resolved for um, John Calipari to really like look upon if this team is if this team is going to um if this team is going to go forward. It's like one of the top teams in the NCAA going forward. So. I mean, I mean, there's many other games that you know that I could, that I probably can't think of right now. But I mean, I'm, I'm just happy in general that that um, college hoops is back. And as an Illini fan, I've been very happy. Besides that scare with Ohio, AO's played great, and just basketball fan in general, Florida went off. He's averaging 33 and a half, nine and a half. Facts. Like, there's not much you can ask for for a player besides that. And then yesterday's game that I was really interested in was that North Carolina Stanford game. Like, this is good on Stanford. You got Zaire Williams. What was his stats that game? Let's see. 10 and 4. Their leading score was Oscar De Silva. Like, I'm surprised Stanford kept it that close. Like, do you think Stanford's a contender in the Pac 12? Ah, that's tough. That's tough because I mean, I, I like I like what they've been doing, um, especially with um, with the group that they have. But it's really just about how can they continue to really get better from each game. Like, how can they learn from each game? Because I mean, this team is relatively young as well. So they, I mean, they have a lot of talented players. But now it's like you know, after they won against Alabama, and then they had a tough loss um, yesterday against North Carolina. So how do you continue to learn from each game whether you win or lose and just continue to go forward so that's a challenge for them and i feel like if they can do that then they can be a contender in the pac-12 it's pretty tough because i mean it's um there's a lot of competitive teams in that conference but you know just just them learning each and every game that's really what's going to help them going forward what did you think about that michigan state duke game i really thought duke was kind of top. i thought they might win a double digit an hour before the game then Rocket Watts comes out with twenty points. Like, yeah, Rocket Watts went crazy. But um, 
I, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I, in all honesty, I, I was going for Duke to win. I thought that they were actually going to win. And, I mean, I mean, they, they started out the game pretty well. But then, you know, going towards the end of the first half, that's when they started getting sloppy with the ball. And then the second half, um, you know, you got to really give credit to Michigan State's defense. I mean, they were active. They were um, getting deflections. They were, you know, protecting the rim. They really made they really made things difficult for Jalen Johnson after um, after having his first game where he, where he didn't miss a shot. And now, you know, you go into this game with with more physical defense, and then he was also taking a lot of ill-advised shots as well, like around from the from the perimeter. So, you know, th- this is a learning experience from Duke. And then also, if you're um, if you're Mich- if you're Michigan State, this is great momentum going forward. Yeah, I really hope they take that into the Big Ten. Like that's gonna be great games to watch. Big Ten guys on the inside of the conference outside. I would say the ACC, but like I just don't like how they always have really young teams in there. Uh, right. Like, Big Ten always like it's some of the older players. You get the juniors, seniors, all the upperclassmen. I think that personally, I think Big Big Ten used to the two best athletes in basketball right now. Right. Although, what do you think about Greg Williams? Like this year, like on Texas? Well, not not have- uh, Greg Brown. I haven't actually watched Texas this year, but um, I'm, I mean, but from from what I've been hearing, he's been playing pretty solid for the most part. So I mean, even though I haven't really gotten a chance to really check them out, um, obviously, I mean, he's doing he's doing everything that he can to keep his team afloat, keep his team above water. So I mean, you gotta you gotta give a lot of props to him. And how they just beat North Carolina today, sixty nine to sixty seven. So like, I'm not oh, sure is Texas it, basketball back. Or it it might be. I mean, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's it's still early in the season, so it's like you know, a lot of teams are really getting a groove, and then a lot of teams are still trying to find their way. So I mean, it's really all about what teams do around January, February, March, and once you get closer to the um, tournament. So, so you know, if they can keep this same momentum going throughout the rest of the year, then who knows? Very true. Any players that you think have stood out? Like this so far in the past week. Um, a few of my favorite players that I've loved to watch, obviously Kate Cunningham. Um, you know, I, I really, I, I really love the way that he plays. I mean, he, he, um, he's obviously a pass first guy, but he tends, he, but he tends to understand like when to get, when to get aggressive and like know when to score, at, even at the same time of you know getting his teammates involved. So I like what he's been doing. Obviously, Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams had me like really hyped. On Monday night when they played Alabama, just you know, just I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I guess because like I'm I'm a fan of the wing position, so whenever I see guys being able to really like execute on offense and really like you know go one on one with their defenders and be able to create their own shot and create separation, I like that. So I, so I, I'm I'm really impressed with what Zaire Williams has done. Even and another guy, even though I'm not, I haven't really been big on North Carolina this year because I feel like they have a lot of um, issues that they have to figure out. In order to move forward, but um, I like I like what Caleb love I like Caleb Love I like him, uh, you know I um I've, I've been studying on him for a little while now, and I love I love what he brings to the team as far as a point guard position. So if I had to choose, I mean, which like who was my favorite players? Then I mean, I mean, I, I would have to say is between those three. But then also, I mean, I'll, I mean, even though there are a few guys out there like uh, Luke Zarga, who's been playing like exceptional basketball, and he's probably gonna he's probably gonna continue to tear the. Um, or so sorry, Luca Luca Garza. My bad, I, I said his name wrong. But yeah, I, I feel I personally feel like he he's gonna continue to um, tear the league up going forward. So yeah, I mean those, those are those are a few of my favorite players that I've enjoyed to watch throughout this year so far. Yeah, for sure. Like personally, you know who I like this year? Like he's not <laughs> playing up in same stats, but he's actually playing right now against Alabama. David Duke for Providence. I like him. I like him definitely. I'm not. I'm not as familiar with him as other people, but I mean, the more that I'm watching him, the more I am impressed. So I, I'll give you that one. Providence basketball, like you wouldn't think a team just based out of Rhode Island will be good at any sport, but no, yeah, Providence is great. Like I really think that they have a chance to make the tournament this year. I think David Duke's going to be a huge part of the reason. Although, as for the Big Ten, they're. Purdue's missing the big man, Matt Harms, who surprisingly transferred to BYU. And he had little to no impact today, putting up four and two. He's averaging 10.5 points and three and a half rebounds in the season. 
I'm not sure what's going up there, going on there. He's seven foot three. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't even know what to say about that. I mean, it, I, I guess all you can say was that it's, it was just a bad game, you know. And I mean, you know, with a guy of his caliber, you just got to move on from it and just continue to go forward. I mean, yeah, I mean, months down the line as the season go on, they probably won't even remember this game. And if they do, I just hope that they use it for motivation. Right. What did you think about uh, <clears throat> Moses Wright being the player of the week for the ACC? Who was it? Say it again. Moses Wright, the like center forward from Georgia Tech. I mean, he's been playing well. I mean, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I mean, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech's all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say that they're really good, but I mean, I mean, I think I think they got a lot of good talent around them, and if they can really build that chemistry, then I mean, they they can really be a solid team to um, really mess around with in um, in their conference. So it's 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 all about just you know, I mean. The, the, you know, honestly, there's a lot of teams in here that, you know, we don't expect to, like, go far in the NCAA tournament, but they have some solid pieces around them, and um, Georgia Tech could possibly possibly be one of one of those teams if everything goes right. So, I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, just continuing to continue to get better as the season goes on. I mean, they they, they had a really good um, offseason with uh, getting a few getting another, a few other cats to be on their um, to be on their roster. So it's all about where they go from here. Right. All right. Why well, do all right? Let's go into some previews of games that are happening in the future. So I personally kind of want to go over a little preview of the games that are going to happen today. My favorite of which is going to be obviously Illinois and Baylor. Like that's going to probably be the game of the week, in my opinion. Slight bias there, but you got the number five team going against the number two team. Baylor's always been a very solid offensive team. And Illinois has been that these past three games, playing up 74.7 points a game, going beating their two out of three teams by well over 50. Yeah, um, it, I want to say I want to say Illinois wins. I mean, I know I know a lot of people are not going to like that, and obviously when this episode drops, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously know the outcome. I could be right or wrong, but um. As crazy as it is, I like I like I like what um, Illinois has. I, I mean, they have a lot of dogs on their team that that really compete. So obviously, going up against Baylor, they're going to have to really bring it, bring everything that they have. But I, I just feel like with everything going on with their team, I mean, they've gone off to a pretty good start to um, to start out the year. They um, they blew out they blew they blew out their first opponent. Who, I can't remember who. They're from. Oh yeah, the um, North Carolina A and T Aggies. They blew out their first opponent, even though that was kind of expected. And then I mean they 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 really just kind of like you know continue to just keep momentum going, and I'm not even gonna lie, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Io does Io Desumu. I I really like him. I mean he he's a he's a competitive nature player. He plays hard. You know he he know I mean he gets the job done. And I mean he's his numbers are phenomenal. He's averaging 25 a game and shooting 55 percent from the field. So I mean you can't really ask any more from from your um, star player. So you know. Obviously, he's gonna have to um, play a really solid game today against Baylor because I mean their defense is, is top notch. But I mean, if if he if he's averaging around his numbers, then I'll say Illinois gets his gets his win, and I, and and also and also everybody else has to um, contribute as well. For sure, I I think this is gonna be a close one. I'm thinking it's like I want to say seventy nine to seventy six. Illinois wins. Hell, I'll even say it's a last-second buzzer beater from AO since he's probably the most clutch player in the NCAA, as we saw last year with that dagger against Michigan. That could happen. That could definitely happen. I mean, it's like I said, it's just all about, you know, continue to play their style of basketball, you know, execute well on the offensive end, like lower the turnovers, and then also get back on defense and really communicate on the defensive end because, I mean, Honestly, I mean, Baylor's that type of team where it's like, you know, what I'm saying, if you give them any type of momentum, then I mean, they can, I mean, they can honestly get get out get off to about a eight ten point lead in in a hurry. So it's really all about Illinois really staying on their toes, you know, executing for forty straight minutes, and then you know, if if that all that comes about, then I mean, we, we can see them come out with this victory. Something like my key to the game is going to be out rebounding because currently Baylor's bleeding die for boards is that Mark Vitale. 
has been Fox. averaging eight and a half. He's only six foot five. I see no reason why Kofi, Georgie, even Demonte at six, like what, six four, I believe. Yeah, I want I want to say he's about six four. Yeah, I think that they got to out rebound him. This is their best rebounder. If we can out rebound, I think we win the game. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, obviously, rebounding is a big factor. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just all about. I mean, like I said, just really, really just staying about. So, I mean, well, this game will really show. I mean, e- even though it is early in the season, this this game right here will really show, like you know, where Illinois, where Illinois will go from here on now, as far as like a top team in the uh, in the NCAA. Right. And then what do you think about – like, there's a game that I'm actually really excited for. I think it's on Saturday. South Carolina versus number 10 Houston. South Carolina's not the best, but I think they might be able to pull off an upset. What do you think? I personally got Houston blowing them out. But, that I mean, but, that, but that's just me, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I, I want to hope for an upset. I think what – what's his name? Cousinard or something? Yeah, Jermaine Cousinard, I believe is how you pronounce it. Cousinard. But I think that – if they can rack up points, then for sure. My only problem is they did beat, they did lose to Liberty by 16 points. They got to be able to win those games. I think that it'll be closer than a blowout, but I still think Houston will come out on top. Any games this weekend that you're particular, particularly excited for? Um, to be honest, I've been I've been looking at a lot. I've been looking at a lot of um, a lot of games. So I mean, this I mean, obviously this Illinois um, this Illinois Baylor game, but um, I mean, there's a few of the games as well. Hang on, I gotta look at my notes because I I had a, um, Gonzaga against. Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. That, that game got canceled. Um, Tennessee and Gonzaga. Shoot. Although there's Gonzaga Baylor on Saturday. That's yeah, gonna be a yep. great game. That's gonna be a really good game, and and it's an early game too. So I mean, you already know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be glued to the TV for that one. And you know, I mean, there's a few other games as well. Um, I really want to see. I mean, I, I mean, I know I know they're not getting a lot of talk, you know, since Obi Top is now in the NBA. But I, I really want to see what Dayton does. They play SMU on uh, Saturday. That's all. Yeah. So I mean. They won their first game, so I mean, so we'll see. We'll see what they're made of. I mean, I, I really want to see like where they can go as far as um, as far as you know this season. I mean, they got they got a great um, they got a great program there, and I mean, and it's shown over the past few years. So I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go. And also, um, also Kansas does play uh, North Dakota State, even though I do have them winning that game. But I, I, I'm also, I mean, Kansas is also another team that I'm excited to watch. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I mean, this might be a bold take, but um. If the tournament didn't get canceled last year, then I, I personally probably would have had Kansas winning it all, just because I love like you know everything that they had from Devon Dotson to um, Azabuki and all these other cats that were on the team. So I mean, obviously this is a brand new roster, and I'm in, and they showed a lot of promise um, with last night's win over Kentucky. Even though even though they got off like a really slow start, and they had some um, and they had some issues like midway through the game, but I think I think I think this would be a really productive year for Kansas. Especially with um, with Bill Self being the coach, I mean, he's just he's just an exceptional coach. Honestly, a team I'm excited to watch this year is actually Arkansas. I like Arkansas, but I think that they can be a sneaky pick to come out of the SEC. Obviously, I'm gonna go Kentucky for I'm gonna go with the big one, but definitely I could really see Arkansas making the tournament, making some noise, maybe even Sweet Sixteen team. For sure, definitely. Then we got Villanova, Texas on Sunday. That's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be a really good game. I, um, I'll, if I had to choose one or the other, I'll probably go with Villanova. Yeah, I think Jerome Robinson Earl just mops the floor with Greg Rob, Greg, not Robinson. Eh, I'm really annoying myself with that. But yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 an exciting time, man. Um, you know, a lot of good hoops and a lot of competitive teams as well. Um, I want to ask you, how do you feel like about there not being any fans in the arena? Like, do you do you, do you think that it helps the players, or or you know, I'm has it just sure. been like whatever? Truthfully, I'm not sure. Like, that's probably a question we should have asked Lauren. But yeah, we probably should have. Not gonna lie, I really think that Villanova comes out with this, but I don't. But for the fans, though, you talking about to win it all? Nah. Oh, okay. That's the fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I got off track there. 
uh, for the fans. I think it definitely helps a lot in the home stadiums. I know for sure, like Illinois, MSU, Duke, when you're hearing all the 6,000, 8,000 plus fans screaming, like it's giving them the energy that they need if they're getting tired. They don't. They can't feed off the crowd anymore. They got to rely on like pure athletic ability. They can't rely on anything else now. Yeah, yeah. It, it really depends on like the bench really bringing that energy. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It it did it did take me a while. I mean, even even with the NBA when they did the bubble and they didn't have any fans, it took me a while to get used to it. And now the um, now college has started back up, and obviously there's no fans. So I mean, it, it's taken a little while to to adjust, but I'm I'm starting to really like you know get used to it. I mean, it's it's just so crazy because fans fans really take the game to another level as far as like competition, as far as energy. So to not have them there for like that full support, whether they're going for your team or against your team. I mean, it just, it's just, it's just really like a big factor and, you know, and, and, um, and some teams play. So, it, so like I said, it's really all about, you know, a group of teams really like, you know, finding each other's motivation, just kind of like keeping each other intact as the game goes on. But yeah, I mean, it, but yeah, it's, it's very difficult without fans. I hope that by March Madness, they're at least allowing like a couple thousand in the stadium. Like they, they're moving all the teams into Indianapolis. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to work personally. Because if one team gets it, doesn't that mean that all of these teams are? Like they're going to have, I feel like from Sweet 16 on, they got to like lock them down. Like don't let them leave the hotel unless it's with the entire team. Like they can't risk the tournament because forfeits should not be a thing in this. But I sadly think they might be if NCAA doesn't do anything to protect that. Any other exciting games though coming up? Um, not off the top of my head, but I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, I think every game is pretty exciting. I mean, even even the team, even the games that we don't even anticipate the most. I mean, just just being able to watch hoops. I mean, it's it's the best thing. Very true. Like. Honestly, one last game that I really like, I like the battle for Cincinnati. You got Xavier and Cincinnati going at it. That's Xavier is – I like Xavier. Yep. I actually ordered a Xavier sweatshirt Yeah, for Black Friday. I believe it was worn by Najee, March, Najee Marshall. So I'm excited for that. I'll be watching the Xavier game on Sunday along with some NFL. Facts. Definitely. Well, what else do we have on the schedule today? To be honest, man, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I mean, everything else today kind of doesn't matter at this point besides um, Illinois and um, and Baylor. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not discrediting any other games, but uh, I'm not really worried yep. about nothing else. Yep. I mean, how are we moving to, like, our five favorite freshmen so far? Like, who are, like, Obviously, I named a few: uh, Caleb Love, Kate Cunningham, Zaire Williams. Um, there's a lot of other ones. Um, I, I really want to see what Scotty Scotty Barnes does at Florida State once they get situated, because I, I feel like he's going to be a really great factor. I mean, uh, like a, another kid out of um, Montverde. I mean, that that that's cool. It's just so sensational, like you know, development and really, you know, helping helping high school players really grow into like future future NBA stars, and. All right, so I got Caleb Love, Zaire Williams, Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Ooh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? There's, there's probably Brandon Boston. I like I like Brandon Boston. I mean, he's he. I mean, he's. I mean, he may he may not have a lot of a lot in his frame as far as like you know weight, but I mean, it, it obviously he obviously does the show because I mean he'll he'll attack the rim at every at any given moment moment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he'll, he'll he'll find a way how to like get to the rim and take high quality shots. And I mean, we we saw last night against Kansas when he like had a few a few really vicious dunks. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's probably like my favorite five freshmen right now. And I, and I mean, I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. I'm uh, going off you. I love Brand Boston. That was a great game by him. I cannot wait to watch more of him in Kentucky this year. And that's going to be a very interesting tournament team. I'm going to get my bias out of the way. I'm going to say Andre, like Adam Miller, not Andre. Kibitola. My bad. Love it. Love it. Adam Miller though. Ace Wolf. What's he doing? He's like 15, 17, like, Points a game as a freshman. That's insane. He got Illinois' freshman scoring record already. First game. Mm-hmm. He was against a terrible opponent in the NCAA. But, like, Adam Miller. Like, look for him to. I like Adam Miller. Maybe even a one and done at this rate. I, I, I honestly feel like he could. Like, what do you think? I think? 
I definitely think he could. The reason you held out so long to sign Vlader and Tent was to see what AO was going to do. And I think he realized that there's still points for me to be made, especially with uh, Alan Griffin uh, transferring out to Syracuse. I've already mentioned Greg Greg Brown. I'll get his name right this time. <laughs> Greg Brown, definitely probably one of my favorite players to watch. There might not be a freshman that's more important than him. Like he, Shaka Smart is working miracles with him. He's gonna definitely make Greg Ryan one of the better players in NCAA this year. And then Zaire Williams also at Stanford. This is probably the first year I've ever been excited to watch a Stanford game. Like I don't think I've ever truly been excited besides this year. Zaire Williams. I honestly can't even remember like the last time I actually like watched the Stanford game. Well, like I mean, like all the way through. I mean, I, I've I've seen like highlights of them and like you know clips, or maybe or maybe like when they were on national tel- television, I probably watched a few minutes of it, but I probably like switched to another game. So obviously Zaire being there, I mean, it really it really gives the team a, a new flavor. You know, a lot of a lot of personality. You know, just his game itself. You know, people are gonna want to watch. People are gonna stay there, keep their eyes glued to the TV, and let's just see where he takes them this year. For sure. And then I also got to go Cade Cunningham. Of course. Absolutely insane. I was kind of surprised he didn't switch out, like, after the, like, postseason ban and everything. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the season, like, they can win it all. They can go undefeated. But, hey, I'm excited to watch this team. Like, Cade Cunningham is absolutely insane. I'm, he gets to stay at home. He gets to, His family gets to watch him. I'm excited to watch him go to the NBA next year. I think that he's definitely going to be a ball. Like, he's great. He's going to score a lot this year. He's getting a lot of assists. That's all he needs. Yeah, um, Kate, Kate is probably the top-tier freshman for me just because of, like, the way that he really – elevates his game when when the time is right like you know what i'm saying like in, in that first game when they played um ut arlington i want to say that's who that's who they played yeah, i mean I like, like yeah i mean I, I watched that game from start to finish and i mean i mean you, you could just tell from the jump that you know he was looking to really really impact the team with his passing i mean he, i mean he is he a pass first um point guard a lot of people may not like that about him because they feel like he could offer so much more but i mean but he also shows that you know when when the time is necessary, he'll he'll score. Like, you know, what I'm saying? he's not afraid to score. He can knock down jump shots. He can get to the rim. He has a lot of speed and athleticism. So, you know, I mean, even though he is a pass first guard, he still knows. He still understands like you know when the right time is to like to score the basketball and really close out the game. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see like how he continues to elevate the play of his teammates going forward, and also you know just kind of like increasing his value as a player, especially going into the um, NBA draft next year. Right. Honestly. I think we got one final segment, which is going to be our conference previews. Who do you got coming out? You were talking about Kate Cunningham just now, so let's start off with the Big 12. Who do you got coming out of the Big 12 this year as the winner? I don't know, man. It's tough. I don't know, man. It's tough. Um, I like I like, I like, like all of them. I mean, all, all the top-tier teams. Um, but if I had to – I don't know, man. This is hard, man. Hang on, you. I put you on the I'll, spot. Yeah, I'll let you go first, and then and then and then I'll kind of I'll kind of just like kind of reflect on that. All right, I gotta go Baylor. I definitely Baylor. Think, yeah, they have such an amazing defensive team. They can score a lot, also. Like that definitely helps. They don't need defense one hundred percent of the time, but they still play it. Like right. college basketball still has a lot of defense in it, which is great to watch. And Baylor is one of the tough, greedy teams with college basketball. I think that they are going to stick it out. I think that they'll beat Kansas and end up winning mm. the Big Twelve. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely beat Kansas. I, I mean, Kansas is good, but Kansas is not obviously. I mean, to me, as a, as of for what I see right now, they're not the team that they were last year. I mean, obviously, I mean it's a brand new rotation, so it's 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 just so crazy, man. Like, but. I mean, but like you said, I mean, there's a lot of time to get right. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, we could look back at this episode and be like, oh, damn, like, you know, I had Baylor winning, but fucking Kansas the one. So it's, 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 it's a difficult one. So crazy. All right. You get to choose the next conference. What do you want to do? Hmm. What do I want to choose? Maybe I'll do the SEC. I'll do the SEC. All right, I want to go. 
Uh, Maybe I'll say Kentucky comes out of the SEC. What do you think? No. Who who else would you say? That's tough. Like, I'm genuinely going to think about that for a second. Like, I'm thinking Kentucky, but I want to go – I want to go Florida. I love the fact that Scotty Lewis and Keontae Johnson came back. Like, I really thought going into last season, Scotty Lewis was a top 10 draft pick. The fact that he's back at Florida, I think that he's going to lock down. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to do everything that Florida needs him to do. And I think Florida ends up picking the SEC right under Kentucky's nose. I'm not. I'm not mad at Florida, but I don't know, man. I, I just. I, I. I guess maybe I need to see. You know, at, like as the season starts, I need to really see, like you know, what they're gonna do this year. Because I mean, because obviously, I mean, they they have a great, they have a great roster on paper, but now it's all about you know, being able to really you know put all that on the floor and really you know just, just continue like to build that team chemistry. So I mean. Even though Kansas has gone up to, has gone up to a slow start at being one and two, uh, I, I really like what I've been seeing from them. I mean, do they have a lot of issues that they need to uh, fix upon? Yeah, I mean, just like any other team. But I think I think with more experience that, th- that this team gets, you know, as the season goes on, I think I think they'll be a team to beat in the SEC. Definitely. All right, let's move on to the Big East. I gotta go Villanova. I gotta go. Respect. Without question. Jalen Brunson's old team, once my high school, love him. I love Villanova. Reigning player of the year, Jerome Robinson Earl. Gotta love it. I think that he dominates. I think he might honestly end up being the player of the year. It's going to probably be either him or James Booknight, in my opinion. Mm. I'll ask you this. Who, who Who do you like coming out of the Pac-12? Because I, I, I honestly don't know the answer. I don't. That's too tough. Like, I want to go Oregon. I'm not gonna say UCLA. We've seen how terrible they played. UCLA uh, to me, to me, to me, they're just not there yet. I don't know. Like, I got that. I want to say Oregon or Arizona, but I think you know what? I gotta go Arizona. Not Arizona. I gotta go Oregon. Oregon for I'm sure I- has. I just think they have it. Either USC is another dark horse, but like, wow, like they didn't. I don't know. Even though they lost Payne Pritchard, I, I really think that Oregon somehow manages this. They still Oregon, have Oregon's Peter got a solid Duarte. program. Yeah, they got Chris Duarte, Will Richardson, and then they got transfers to, I believe it's Amari Hardy, and they also have Eric Williams and Eugene Amori. So, hell, let's go with it. And then, so what did you say, your goal? I'll probably go Oregon. I'll probably go Oregon. I mean, when you look at like this whole like Pac-12 conference, I mean, there's only two teams that are ranked anyway. It's them, and then it's um, Arizona State. Oh shoot, we didn't we didn't even we didn't even um, we didn't even mention Josh Christopher as like a top freshman. That's that's insane. Dang, I I can't believe I forgot about him. I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. I love you, man. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there's only two teams in this conference that's ranked anyway. I mean, I, I like I like Arizona State, but I, I just don't feel like they're there yet as far as like championship contention so if I, if I had to choose them, yeah I'll probably go Oregon as well yep. and then final for the power six conferences we'll go into a couple mid-majors and high conferences but big 10 who you got coming out of the big 10 mm-hmm. hmm. probably Illinois I want to say Illinois I want I want I want to I want to be that guy to um to kind of like you know to really like put them on because I mean I, I like I like this team I mean this team is this team is great I mean they they do everything right they do they make things exciting for me to watch over these past like three or four games that they've played so yeah I, I know I know a lot of people will um I know a lot of people will go with Iowa and to be honest with you I wouldn't be mad at that but I just feel like Illinois just has something in them that can help them like get through the um get through the conference I gotta agree with you on that. Yes, that's bias, but truthfully, I think it's gonna be either Illinois, Iowa, or Michigan State. I think Illinois has the talent and the defense beat Michigan State. I think it's all gonna come up to how Garza plays against us in West Camp. I think it's between Illinois and Iowa as the top two teams. But I gotta go Illinois just because I have my bias with them. And also, I just realized we forgot about the ACC. I would talk about Power Six conferences, forgot about them. Who got coming out of the ACC? To be honest with you, man, that one I don't know. Um, but if I had to choose, um, 
even though Florida State hasn't played a game yet, I want I kind of want to go with them just because of the um, the culture that Leonard Hamilton has really built in Tallahassee. But it's just so tough because I mean, like I said, I have I haven't been able to see them yet this year, and I mean they they lost a lot of guys from last year from uh, Devin Vassell, um, Patrick Williams, like kind of like all a lot of like their key core talent, Trent Forrest as well. You know, so it's 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 difficult because I mean, you know, I want to go with them, but I need I need to really see. I really, I need to see that what kind of start they get into this year before I before I really make that decision. But I mean, I like Duke, I like um, Virginia. Obviously, Virginia is pretty solid. I was gonna say, you kind of surprised me. I'm choosing Virginia. You choosing Virginia? I, I, think um, the, I think all the experts agree with me. They're returning what the consensus number one defense from last year. I mean, the they've past- been solid for the, like the past so many years. So I mean, there's a reason why right. they won the championship. You know, yeah. so I think that they can definitely win. I think Jay Huff is gonna like have a hell of a year. He didn't meet his expectations, but from last year, but I think he meets him this year and goes off. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why the, the ACC is just so tough this year because it's like it's not really like a, a glaring team that's like way better. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, just 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 kind of from like the way that I see it. Any like mid majors or high major conferences that you want to go over? Um, yeah. I, um, I guess you want to go over the Ivy League. Who do you think? And uh, they canceled their season. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Dang it, I forgot about that one. Shit. Yeah. I, I, so, shit. You know, want to go over the Atlantic Ten? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. The way I see it, there are maybe four teams here that can. Ooh, action up. No. There's a lot of teams here. My bad. You got Richmond. You got Richmond. St. Louis. You got Dayton. You got VCU. You got Rhode Island. And you got Davidson. I'm going with St. Louis. They have impressed me a lot this year. You're going with St. Louis over Richmond? Yeah. You know what? I guess I got it. Like, I know Richmond's the better team. I just I just think St. Louis got something in them. Hey, that's. But, like, let's see. St. Louis basketball. Who, yeah, they beat LSU. <laughs> LSU's not a great team, but how? Like, if I told you St. Lu- University of St. Louis beat LSU, that, that's insane to me. They're two and zero. They're currently first in the A ten, but I think it's going to be right between them and Richmond. That could be a possibility. But hey, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm I'm gonna go with Richmond. I, I just feel like that game against Kentucky really showed me like what they're capable of doing, and when everything is going right for them. Even though I mean, even though they kind of like went up against like a a Kentucky team that's like you know still trying to find themselves. But I mean, just just from what they showed in that game this past year, or sorry, not this past year, this past week, you know, it, it really shows me that you know like when this team is going. Like at a hundred percent, they're um they're they're a team to beat. And to be honest, I I really like Nathan Kale. I like him a lot. I mean, he's he's a pretty tough minded player. I mean, he's a senior this year, so he has a lot of experience. So it'll be interesting to see like where he takes them going forward. For sure. Who do you have coming out of the MAC, the MAC? To be honest, man, I haven't even really looked at the MAC over like. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I've been I've been watching a few teams out of the MAC, but I haven't really had a chance to like really study them. But from what I've really been seeing, um, what's the team called? Um, Quinnipiac. I mean, they've 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 been pretty solid for the most part. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's it's really just about I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. I think I think I think the MAC is pretty much like up for grabs at this point. So it, it'd be interesting to see like who can really like take command in this conference. You know what? I actually kind of disagree with you. Like, I I think Jason Preston and Ohio are definitely, like, insane. I think it's going to be between them and Akron, actually. I think really? them and Akron are going to be in the fight, like, for their conference tournament. I think it's down Akron. Although, I could definitely see Bowling Green, Buffalo coming into the fact as a factor. It's going to be a really competitive conference, and this might be the first year I've ever said I'm going to be watching a lot of Mac basketball instead of football. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Any other big conferences or mid-conferences that you like? I got one more in my head if you want to go over the Mountain West. You go ahead, man. San Diego State. 
It wasn't just yeah, that. Without, without question. Without question. Without question. I'm just making sure. What is it? SDSU? Like, they are amazing. Mount West. I see no reason why they don't repeat as the champions of that. They are 4 0. Oh, not 4. My bad. They are 2 0. They beat UCLA by 15 points. They beat UC Irvine by 19. The hardest team with it. Like, I'm excited. Uh, December 12th, they get to play Arizona State. I see no reason why they're not undefeated by then. They just got to win two more games. That San Diego State, Arizona State basketball game is going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, San Diego State, I mean, they, they really impressed me last year. I mean, just with um, being led by Malachi Flynn over that last year. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was just something different for me. And I, and I, I don't know. I felt like even when they were great last year, I feel like a lot of teams really slept on, or a lot of people really slept on them. And I mean, and obviously, I mean, going into this year, I mean, they're going to keep, they're going to continue to keep momentum going, going forward. So I don't know, man. I mean, I, and honestly, I, I really, I really like the mountain West. I really do. I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of solid teams that may not get talked about enough or may not really get the recognition, but there's, there's a lot of talent out there as far as like, who can really like be able to like lead a team. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just all about, you know, it's all about, you know, just really taking control of your conference and going forward. Um, I, I personally feel like, I mean, um, if we do have a tournament, which I mean, we probably should, then um, I feel like San Diego state could possibly make, a, make a big run. Maybe not to win it all, but like possibly get possibly like move up as far as like the NCAA tournament. No, I could see that. I think it really depends on seeding at that point, though. Yeah. I, I think they could definitely beat a lot of these, like, younger teams. But who knows? That's a fact. All right. I think that's our show. All right. All right. We will see you guys next week where we will be reviewing all of the best games from, that we mentioned, and we will be previewing some of the newer ones along with a couple other segments. All right. Peace out.